In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review for the week ending September 12th, we told you that by a vote of 262 to 152, the U.S. House approved H.R. 5078, the Waters of the United States Regulatory Overreach Protection Act. Cindy Zimmerman has more. The U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill Tuesday that would say woe to WOTUS, the proposed rule from EPA attempting to clarify waters of the United States regulated under the Clean Water Act. Congressman Steve Sutherland of Florida sponsored the bill called the WOTUS Regulatory Overreach Protection Act, which would prohibit the government from developing, finalizing, adopting, implementing, applying, administering, or enforcing the WOTUS rule. Our bipartisan bill draws a line in the sand that preserves the critical federal-state partnership in place today by preventing the EPA and the Corps of Engineers from finalizing or implementing the proposed rule, we are providing a safeguard against the federal government's overreach into regulatory decisions best made by officials at the state and local levels. We are also requiring the EPA and the Corps to consult with the state and local officials to form a consensus proposal on the scope of the future water regulations under the Clean Water Act. This bill is not anti-environment. It is not anti-clean water. Our bill preserves the partnership we've had in place for years to strengthen the health of our waterways and manage our water quality. Kevin McCarthy of California, who was recently elected to replace Eric Cantor as the majority leader of the House, threw his support behind the bill. Under this proposed new rule, the EPA will be able to claim jurisdiction over almost all bodies of water in the U.S. So along with the bays and rivers... EPA's hand will extend over streams, ponds, ditches, and even stormwater runoff. Beyond sounding ridiculous, this rule will impact farmers, energy producers, and any private citizens that use their land for economic or recreational purposes. It is harmful and unnecessary. Now, I live in the West. The West is burdened right now with the drought. Some of that drought is based upon excess regulations that pick a fish over people that water will run out to the ocean because of a regulation and a lawsuit. The WOTUS Regulatory Overreach Protection Act passed the House by a vote of 262 to 152. It is not expected to go anywhere in the Senate, and the White House has already promised to veto the bill if it does make it that far. I'm Cindy Zimmerman, Southeast Agnet. Also this week, USDA released their monthly crop reports, and with the cotton numbers, here's Angie Considine with the National Ag Statistics Service. Harvested area is expected to total 9.7 million acres, down 4% from the previous forecast, but up 32% from 2013. Record upland cotton yields are expected in Arizona, California, Kansas, and New Mexico. Cotton production in Georgia is forecast at 2.6 million bales up 12% from last year. In Alabama, production is forecast at 625,000 bales, up 6% from last year. Florida production is expected to total 180,000 bales, up 3% from last year. In summary, all cotton production in the United States is forecast at 16.5 million bales in 2014, up 28% from last year. This is Angie Considine with the USDA National Agriculture Statistics Service.
And with the peanut numbers, here's Tyron Spearman. USDA's Ag Statistics Service has issued the September crop update. The drought has affected the uh, average yield in peanuts. They now estimate the crop to be 2,483,000 tons. That's down 2% from August, but up 19% from last year. The big impact, Alabama, dropped from 3,400-pound average yield to 3,000. Florida stayed the same at 3,900 pounds per acre. Georgia dropped from 42.50, hoping to average 4,000 pounds per acre. Nationwide, it dropped from 39.64 down to 3,800 pounds on the average yield for the year. In other crops, corn production, a record 14.4 billion bushels. That is up 3% from August and up from last year at a record 171.7 bushels per acre. That is up 12.9 bushels per acre from last year. Soybeans up 3% in August and up 19% for the year. Average yield, a record 46.6 bushels per acre. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast Agnet. Speaking of peanuts, due to the lack of rain in many areas of the southeast over the past few weeks, there have been concerns about dryland peanuts. Scott Mumford, Extension Peanut Agronomist for the University of Georgia, has been in some of those fields and also has talked with other agronomists about what they're seeing. For the most part, our irrigated acres look very well, and they're on track to yield maybe just a little bit less than what we had the previous years, but as far as maturity, they're on track like we'd, we would normally expect it. Where we're concerned is these non-irrigated acres, and it doesn't matter if it's in the southwest part of the Georgia or the north part of Florida or even the east part of Georgia. We are in a situation where the drought has really taken a toll on these peanuts, and we normally would not even you know, venture out and see what you have for the most part until you get 120, 130 days. But what we found out with the spider rank problems that we're seeing and, and just lesser cornstalk borer problems, that we're venturing out in these fields and finding more and more of them that the plants have just completely shut down or they're growing like they should, depending on the rain. And some of the ones that have shut down, we're in a situation where they need to be out there pulling those peanuts up and getting them checked because they're coming off in the hole. And, and if we wait to 125, 130 days, we're going to lose a lot of these of what we have already. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Griner had a commentary about cotton gins. They're building a new cotton gin not far from where I live. Very few people have any interest or knowledge about cotton gins. But the cotton industry would be in big trouble if there were not enough gins to handle the crop. The crop's looking good throughout the whole belt right now, but the harvest season is still way ahead. A good crop could be anywhere from 12 to 18 million bales. The uh, average gin can handle fifteen to 25,000 bales. Now, so you do the arithmetic, and you'll see we could use a few new gins. Problem is, not a lot of people are attracted to the gin industry. And yet, cotton is one of the most widely produced crops we grow. It's grown in at least 15 states. How much do you suppose old Eli Whitney would be worth if he were alive today? That's Ag Review for today. Evergrinder Southeast Agnet. You can hear those and even more reports from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.